Hi, Michelle. Hi, Greta. How's summer break treating you? Honestly, really good. I just had the most stellar weekend. Um, I was hanging out with my friend Lauren in LA, and we just had like the best like chill weekend in LA. We made use of our air-conditioned apartment. We watched Love Island, and actually, we were walking down the street. There was like this super cute like street that had like a bunch of shops. There was like a lot of cafes, um, and there was like a perfume store. So I mean, you know, we had to go in there. Okay. For those who don't know, Michelle is a perfume fiend. This girl yes. has a nose. It's incredible. Yeah, it kind of started, I want to say last year. Last year is when I started to get like really into it. So I have like this undying curiosity about like what colognes all of the drivers wear. Oh my gosh. It's really serious. Like, I need to know. No, you're absolutely... Oh, wow. Okay. Back when I was in... Oh, I don't know if you knew about you knew about this, but back when I was in undergrad, I used to work at Ulta, like the cosmetics store. Yes, I remember that. Okay. And once, like one um, holiday season, they put me as like the go-to person for all the perfumes and colognes, and I had like little to no experience. So I have smelt every single one of those colognes. It is insane. Like I can. Are you serious? Yeah, it is so bad. There was one point where I could like smell it and I was like, oh, that one, like I could narrow it down to like three different cologne brands because I just hated the smell of most of them. Really? Yeah. There's like one or two that I very much like and then the rest are just awful. Which ones do you like? Um, I mean, obviously Chanel Blue is really nice. And then, oh, that is such a classic. It's such a like classic, yeah. It's just like good for everyone, like like fantastic all around. Anybody, literally anybody can use it. It's amazing. I also liked the um, YSL, but in the blue bottle. Is it Y? Maybe. I don't remember. But there's one that's like very cinnamony, very spicy. And this one was more on the clean side. Um, okay. And then the last one that I really liked was um, by Derek Lamb. I feel like I remember you talking about it before. Yeah. It's discontinued. Uh, it's the Derek Lamb 10 Crosby. Oh my gosh. I have never smelled anything like even remotely close to that. But the one that I absolutely love is called Rain Day. I still have a bottle of it. I um, I went to a Nordstrom and I saw they were selling the giant bottles, like the biggest size. And I bought two of them because I was like, I'm oh my God. never running out of this stuff. It's so good. But once I run out, I'm going to have to, well, you know what? We're going to have to go perfume shopping. Yes, 100%. I'm gonna Do you wear it like every day? Yeah. Yeah, I have two. I have the Drunk on Youth, which is more florally, and then um, Rain Day. Um, and Rain Day is just okay. Rain Day is just a little bit like almost muskier and like cleaner ish. Um, I go between the two. That's cool. Yeah, the perfume store that was on that street was Melon and Guts. Oh, um, cool. They do like a lot of other stuff. They do like skincare body care um 
fragrance like home fragrance oh. um and i tried their scent called dark rum and it's really really good um it's got notes of like plum and leather <gasps> which leather is one of those notes that i absolutely cannot stand in perfume like i smell it and it makes me gag really? but this specific blend like however they created it is like really good and like when i smell it i do smell the leather but it doesn't make me gag. Like, I actually really like it. I got a, I got the oil version of it. Oh, wait, that's fabulous. Anyway, the reason I brought that up was because we were walking down, like, that street. Mm-hmm. And there are these two girls in front of us. And I noticed that one of them was wearing a hat. And guess what that hat said? It said Alpine F1 team. No way. And it had, like, a 36, like, on the side. And I was like, oh, is she an SD bestie? Is she um, an SD bestie? So I basically went up to her. I was very awkward. I just said, I like your hat. And then um, I don't know if she was French. I think she was French. I, I, I think she didn't quite understand. And then like her friend um, basically like repeated it or whatever. And she said like, thank you or something. I don't even remember. I was just like so excited. I was like, wow, I spotted another F1 fan out in the wild. I was like, this has never happened before. I went to a uh, food festival in the Bay Area and I saw like one guy with a Red Bull jacket. I see I see us out there, but it's so cool. Uh That's so fun. And then I was looking it up because I was like, wait, driver... 36 like that's Esteban Ocon right no it's not his driver number is 31 yeah but I am uh I'm like a thousand percent sure I saw the number like 36 on her hat so that's really confusing for me I I have no idea wait what yeah so weird okay who's number there's no like number 36 I was Really? I was, like, looking up all of, like, the driver numbers. Okay, so I guess 36 was once Pierre? Formula 1 number 36, orange? No, that can't be right. Oh, wow, this is a mystery. It is such a huge mystery. Oh, that's fine. I will never know. You know, the one time um, I'm never going to forget was when uh, you came to my apartment and you were wearing your very fancy perfume. Oh, yes. You came over for one reason and one reason only. And that was because I was having, I was hosting a Taylor Swift all too well 10 minute version music video viewing party. (laughs) Yes, it was our own little release party. It was glorious. What a moment in time. It was so much fun. We had pizza and then we just watched this music video and like literally soft. <laughs> I definitely like cheered up towards the end. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, yeah. I feel like around the eight minute mark. It was so It hit. It was so good. And that is a perfect segue. So today is the first episode of our summer camp, summer break episode series. I guess before we get any further, my name is Michelle. And I'm Greta. And this is Race Week Recap, our not quite brand new anymore Formula One podcast. 
this episode is something we've been looking forward to for a while now. This is arguably like the reason why we decided to make a Formula One podcast. A bit, yeah. It played a part. Today we're going to be talking about the Formula One drivers as Taylor Swift songs. So this idea kind of came around because I think you shared a Twitter thread with me yes. about, you know, F1 drivers as Taylor Swift songs. Yes. And you were like, oh, like, this is so good. And I was like, oh, like, this is cool. I was like scrolling through the thread and I was like thinking about it more. And I was like, actually, I, I kind of disagree on almost everything. That entire morning, we just spent like two hours like sending voice memos back and forth uh, discussing this. Yeah, I was literally on my way to work and I was listening to a chunk of Taylor Swift's discography and I was just like flipping through the songs trying to figure out what driver was what because I like once I looked back at that thread, I was like, oh, you're 100% right. A lot of these make literally no sense. So Michelle and I took it upon ourselves to like, like make the best possible driver to song pairing. Like, we cannot overemphasize the amount of research that has gone into this podcast episode. This is low-key our, like, is, I really hope this is, like, our pride and joy. <laughs> this is our masterpiece. <laughs> this is our magnum opus podcast episode. <laughs> so this is where we peak as a podcast, everything after this, maybe except for next episode. Next episode is going to be very, very fun. But um, <laughs> maybe th- everything after this might might not be as as exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right, so um, we can get started. I have actually put all of the drivers' names on a random name picker. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, and I'm just going to spin this wheel, and then that's the name we're going to start off with. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right. Very. Okay, we're starting off with Yuki, number 22. <laughs> okay, so we perfect. are in consensus on this one. Yeah. Gotta take it away. So when we brought up Yuki, at first it was a little bit hard to like kind of pinpoint which which song would best fit him. But we both completely agreed um, Yuki is... 22 that's that's his song a reasoning behind it is he is 22 years old his number is 22 and he's a silly goofy boy who's just here to have a good time talking about yuki makes me a little bit sad at the moment because we still as of today we still don't know where he is going and each day that passes from alfatari renewing ghastly's contract (laughs) honestly makes me more and more worried i am so anxious it would be one thing if they like hadn't announced like anything in specific about their driver lineup, but the fact they specifically re-signed with Pierre but Yuki's like (laughs) being left out to dry is very concerning it's not only that they signed that they re-signed Pierre it's that they've signed with Porsche and will be um breaking ties with Honda that worries me oh they don't need the Honda money (laughs) That's that is my biggest concern. I was like, oh no, is this the end of Yuki Pierre? Oh, I can't, I can't. Next one. Oh please no. Oh god. Okay, so the next one is one that we actually are not fully, we haven't fully picked yet. Um, we're talking Checo Pettis. Okay. <laughs> so my singular idea for Checo was Girl at Home because 
when we first started uh thinking about this idea this was like right after monaco and we we all know (laughs) we all know what happened in monaco we know what you did last summer teco so i just thought girl at home was a, a little bit fun a little bit of a cheeky pairing but it's like it's like too goofy a bit greta what are your thoughts i i mean i i definitely think it's very goofy but i think based on like the time when we were picking out these songs it makes sense so i i get it the two songs that i picked were um so i again i couldn't decide on what song to pick for checo but the two that i picked were the man as in like if i was the man i'd be the man so my reasoning for that was like him singing at or like him looking at max in that regard (laughs) okay pause what if he was max he would be like the man you know what i'm talking about like max can get away with like everything no. and it's always checo slow down that was like my reasoning for that one the other song that i picked was a uh, cornelia street okay i love cornelia street it's like one of the best on lover sorry if you are not like a huge taylor swift nerd because i have a feeling that you may not really <laughs> gain a lot from listening to the rest of this podcast, but you know what? It's all vibe. Um, so my reasoning for picking Cornelia Street was specifically this chunk of lyrics. And baby, I'm so mystified by how this city screams your name. Um, and that just 100% reminded me of whenever Checo goes and raises, whenever there's races in Mexico. Okay. Yeah, just like the intensity of like mexican fans for checo is literally unmatched yeah i actually quite like that i mean the rest of the song kind of doesn't really fit too well again this is one that we were kind of going back and forth on um but that was my reasoning yeah i kind of like cornelia street checo needs to win uh in mexico before he retires oh absolutely i'm just like imagining it i I can see it i can picture it in my mind's eye that that would be such a fun race to watch and next we have carlos signs okay i'm actually so excited about this one I like don't even know where it is on the spreadsheet, but I know it like <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand. Style was literally written about Carlos oh, Sainz. Absolutely, hands down. It this song is written about Carlos Sainz. Period. Send tweet. That's it. I mean literally the whole song. You got that James Dean Dane dream look in your eyes. Hello? Hello? He's just got, you know, that old money. Yeah, like ridiculous yeah vibe so good oh that song is perfect like chef's kiss slicked hair like everything and i realized when we were going over this Mm -hmm. when we were doing our research how many like driving references oh or just like road car references Mm -hmm. headlights that taylor has in her lyrics I'm like, okay, like this fits so yeah. well. It's and there, most of them are in 1989. It's kind of insane. This goes into the Taylor Swift and Harry Styles committed vehicular manslaughter theory. Of have you heard of that one? The one we are all familiar with. No, I, not really. I literally have gone down the rabbit hole on TikTok. <laughs> it's so much fun. Is Getaway Car actually like the confession? Yeah, letter? yeah, yeah. Next one, Mr. Lance Stroll, number 18 for. Lance, um, the song that um, we kind of decided on was Me, which is arguably the worst Taylor Swift song. 
It's truly awful. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad giving him, like, the worst song. But, like, let's be real. Like, you're never going to find somebody like me. That sounds like something that would come out of Lance Stroll's mouth. Like on the radio? Yeah. To Brad or Ben or whatever poor race engineer uh, is in charge of him. Now. Yeah, like, low-key perfect. Um, and then we have another song on that lineup. Champagne Yeah, pounds. that's another one. Why? Because he's rich? Yeah, I think that was like the reasoning behind that one. Did I write that? I have no... I <laughs> don't remember who wrote what. Like this... Okay, so th- we came up with this list like maybe a month or two before we actually started the podcast. So... It's been a while. while. It's yeah. been a while. Um, anyway, uh, hot take... Lover can't be Taylor's best album because me is un- on yeah. it, unfortunately. unfortunately. Sorry, all Lover Stan's reputation is actually the best album. You heard it here first. So that's Michelle's like hot take that reputation is the best album. And honestly, at first, you could not tell me that that was the case. It's not a hot take, it's a correct take. Let me tell you the more I listen to that album, the more I realize how freaking perfect it is. It is pop perfection. It is just so good. Um, for me, it's definitely between rep and folklore i go back and forth between folklore and evermore they're both really good i uh, definitely go back and forth i feel like i liked folklore more to begin with and then evermore has like continued to grow on me a lot next song i'm sorry next driver we have is you're gonna be happy about this one charles leclerc oh my god why did i like kind of know it um so honestly Maybe it's because I love him, but I'm like, I feel like there's so many good songs that like would fit Charles. Oh, yeah. But we had to go with Wildest Dreams. At least like top three, like Taylor Swift's song, Wildest Dreams. It is like, it's generally like one of her best songs ever. And I just feel like Charles is it to a T. Wildest Dreams, it's like, you know, he's like a bad boy. You know, it's about a huge like what if. And I, I, I wouldn't say Charles is like a bad boy bad boy like that doesn't really fit but i feel like the rest of it checks out like wow this man truly is the stuff of wildest dreams so i feel like it just has to be him yeah i think it's like agreed upon by the entirety of um f1 fans that charles is just like unnaturally good looking <laughs> and therefore this is the like the best song to describe him. he's so hot <laughs> it's um it's just <laughs> it's like it's like unfair yeah this is just i think it just fits perfectly nothing else to Mm -hmm. discuss on to the next one (laughs) no no all right next up we have kevin magnuson number 20 so this is also one that is still kind of up for contingency but as of now we have kevin magnuson as out of the woods okay i think that was your idea so Please explain. Yeah, I'm looking up lyrics right now. I'm trying to think back on like why I picked the song. Um, but I guess the number one reason why I went with it is because I feel like he's he's fighting in that hoss. Yeah. <laughs> this song perfectly describes yeah. it. Like, are we there yet? Are we good? Can we do it? Can um because there's always like I feel like um they always get the hosses always get so like high up in the midfield and then something abysmal happens and then they fall back or they dnf so i felt like the song really embodied that like that sense of urgency that uh that they have on the track does that Mm. make sense i also kind of yeah 
I actually like Out of the Woods for K-Mag. I also kind of see it specifically for him. Like, the only reason that he's driving an F1 this year is because fucking Vladimir Putin declared war on Ukraine. He kicked Nikita Mazepin out of Formula One and K-Mag took his place. So, yeah, that wild chain of events is the reason that K-Mag is absolutely killing it in that house, to be honest. Um, It's really good to see him there. And I think it's very, yeah, it's very contentious about, like, what does the rest of K-Mag's career look like in F1? Right. Haas had a glow up. Definitely had a glow up. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if I, like, if everyone is familiar with how fantasy F1 works. I learned about it this year. But basically all of, like, the drivers have a specific value and... K-Mag is, like, right at the bottom. He's, like, 6 million. (laughs) For reference, I think Max is, like, 34 million or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) No, not 34. Is it? I don't know. He's really... He's worth so much money. Anyway, I feel like K-Mag is the best bang for your buck. Absolutely. If you're trying to construct, like, a fantasy F1 team, like, that's your guy. Yeah, absolutely. I I believe K-Mag is in mine. Um, is in my lists but again like I mentioned last podcast um, my fantasy league is abandoned okay so next one we have Joe Guan Guan Yu I'm still trying to figure yeah. out how to pronounce his name <laughs> did I do it right that time I don't know your guess is as oh, best as mine Joe aka Poppy Prada I love that nickname he's always dripping in Prada which like ugh, just so what amazing. a king Honestly, yeah. So the song we picked for Joe was State of Grace. My reasoning behind this is because State of Grace is one of Taylor Swift's only songs where you are neither at the end of a relationship or like there's like turmoil. In State of Grace, you are just at the beginning of something and you're like very excited for what's to come. Uh, some of the lyrics, all we know is touch and go up in your room. We are a slate. Our slates are clean. This is a state of grace. This is a worthwhile fight. Love is a ruthless game. Like it's just starting. So that's why uh, I suggested state of grace. Okay. To be honest, I'm not really familiar with the lyrics to state of grace or like how it goes. So I can neither confirm nor deny whether this fits. Isn't I think it like the first uh, song on Red. To be honest, Michelle. Red <laughs> is not my favorite album. Oh no! <laughs> I I try to like it, but I honestly think it's like my least favorite. I don't know. Besides, like probably self-titled because I absolutely do not listen to self-titled debut. I don't listen to debut at all. Yeah, but yeah. I barely even listen to Fearless, honestly. But um, but Fearless is so good. Fearless, Fearless is, is like very good. I mean, amazing. listen. Listen, they're all very good. Are there any other options for Joe? I feel like it's really hard to give him a song because I feel like we don't really know that much about him. We just see him, like, I don't know, serving looks in the paddock and having, like, a decent, like, rookie season. I don't know. Does Alfa Romeo need to do more of, like, the stupid PR videos? Um, For Joe, I also thought style would be a good alternative. Yeah, yeah. Because (laughs) he's just serving if you couldn't guess oh my god so good and um and if like so my reasoning was if we give joe style then we would need to change um carlos's right carlos's style yeah yeah we would need to change what's carlos's backup song um getaway car (laughs) 
Okay. Just because Explain. I love that song. Just because I love that Surely, just because I love that song. You love the driver, love the song, have to put that I together. love the driver. Yes, literally. That's like my only reasoning. I honestly couldn't tell you right off the top of my head right now. I would really need to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would take me a minute. But um, yeah, so my alternate for Joe would definitely be style. Okay. Yeah, I feel that as well. Okay, next up we have number five, Sebastian Vettel. Okay, I feel like we had a lot of fun with this one. There was two that we were trying really hard to decide between. They are similar vibes. Mm -hmm. So we have Death by a Thousand Cuts from Lover. And then we also have Right Where You Left Me. Um, And that one is a bonus track, right? From Folklore, Mm -hmm. Evermore? Evermore. So Greta, can you quickly remind me what these songs are about? Yes. So Right Where You Left Me and Death by a Thousand Cuts. Um, I can probably speak to Right Where You Left Me a little bit more. Um, It's a song about being stuck in a time and place and everybody or everything moves on beyond you just like you describing that <laughs> has me in so much pain i <laughs> the I'm vivid so sorry. image i get of seb uh, after his last race for ferrari and he was basically saying yeah. to the team like oh that breaks my heart it's very very sad so we actually picked these songs before Seb announced his retirement, which makes it even more painful. Yeah. But at the same time, like, would we... Oh, my God. Now that he's announced his retirement, would we change the song? Yes, I would change the song. Okay, what would you change it to? I would change it to Red. Wait, there was, like, this amazing edit that I saw on Twitter right after Seb announced his retirement. Uh, And loving him as Red. My entire heart. And the memories come in flashbacks and echoes. Tell myself it's time now. Gotta let go. But moving on from him is impossible because I can't get him out of my head. Burning Red. Yeah. Red is also (laughs) like top tier Taylor Swift song. Oh my god. I love one. One, I love that song. And I also think it just like fits the vibe of when he was like younger. Just like it's a lot more upbeat and just that like that like that beat that just keep like it just keeps on going it it feels like that when he just kept on winning and winning okay, and winning. yeah the rhythm of it yeah and it builds up and then it just but it's like a breakup song you know it's like trying to forget someone oh yeah. so good and i feel like there's so much like nostalgia within red as a song yes and that's just like that's yes. just the vibe I don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm gonna miss Seb so much. But yep, that's our those are our picks for Seb. Awesome. Next up, we have Esty Bestie Esteban Ocon. Okay, what song did we have for him before that was like we thought was okay, but was actually completely incorrect for reasons that we'll explain very shortly. Okay, so for Esteban, I actually. picked um this is why we can't have nice things and in my head um this was lewis singing at esteban this is why we can't have nice things because you break them and then i gotta take them away um because you know esteban is notorious for crashing into lewis um michelle like a week ago texted me she was she was like i have an update we need to update esteban's song and now she will reveal to me the song and the reasoning. Dude, I don't even know like what I was doing like during this day. 
I think, I don't know, I think I was working, like, F1 was on the mind, when is it not? And then I just had Evermore, like, on repeat, and I was listening to uh, The Murder Mystery of Taylor Swift, which is No Body, No Crime, and it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Esty's a friend of mine. Oh my gosh. Hello. Hello? That's it. Like, that's it. That's it. That's it. Esty's a friend of mine. This is for the Esty besties out there. Esteban Okansong is nobody, no crime. Which also low key makes sense because, you know, he'd be very aggressive out there on the track. (laughs) (laughs) See, but Esty's like, she's a victim. (laughs) She's a victim. (laughs) Yes, she is. All right. Next up, we have. Alex Alvon at number 23, which I recently changed. Should I explain the old one? Yes, please. Wait, I love the old one. So we thought about paper rings. I actually forgot whose idea it was. And we were basically like sharing notes on it. Um, And I was like, oh, like, it's so hard to explain. Like, why does it fit so well? And I was like, wait, is it because like he was poor? So it's like... (laughs) And Paper Rings is about, like, how Joe Alwyn is, like, apparently broke. Or, like, broke in comparison to Taylor. Broke um, comparison. Which is, like, the funniest thing ever. I think that that lore is just absolutely hilarious. The recurring theme of her calling him poor, like, in her music. Yes, yes. I think it's hilarious. It is. It really is. The overarching theme is that, like, it's okay, though, because he's hot. And he treats me well. Which... We Which love. I guess translates to it's okay though because he's a Formula One driver. <laughs> also, I mean, paper rings also because, like, let's be real, him and Lily. The most paper rings core or like paper rings coded video on the internet is the video of um, <laughs> that Lily posted on TikTok, basically saying, My biggest flex is telling him that i hate box red roses on our first date and then it's like the super long slideshow of like all the flowers that he's bought her and i guess that's not really paper rings because like those arrangements are fucking expensive and they're gorgeous this man has taste in flowers yes And, and like the little notes see it, it's not it's not necessarily about the money it's a it's about the effort, the attention, the fact that she told him that on their first date and he remembered and you know what? He showed up. He came through. Can you tell that I'm very single? And now she's read all the books beside his bed. Crying, screaming, throwing up. Oh my God. So Okay, moving on. (laughs) Okay, so um, I actually, I was listening to Evermore and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then th- this song came up, and it kind of was like, oh, maybe we have another song for Alex Albon. My alternate is Long Story Short. So Long Story Short is um, about being in, like, this cycle of, like, shitty relationships and being in this um, situation where you're, like, with the wrong people, you keep on meeting the wrong people, you are clinging on to, like, the closest, nearest thing, and then you find, like your like love right that a hundred percent reminded me of um alex getting kicked out of red bull fighting his way back clawing his way back into formula one and ending up on williams and now we know he signed for a multi-year contract what's the lyric um because i fell from the pedestal wrapped on the rabbit hole long story short was a bad time pushed from the precipice clung to the nearest lips long story short it was the wrong guy 
That is my clung to the nearest lives. Yep. AKA Red Bull. AKA the team that he was a reserve driver for last year. Yeah. So he was just like holding on and then he found a seat at Williams and now he's he literally looks so happy at Williams. I absolutely love it. I loved his tweet that he used to like announce that oh he had signed the contract with Williams. It's so and like I love that Williams acknowledges it and calls him like they're like, Oh, our funny boy. Like it's so sweet to me. Oh, that is actually adorable. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. (laughs) And then George's, like, reply, George, (laughs) or Sonnet, he used, like, the laugh cry emoji, and he was like, oh, love it. And then uh, someone said, like, oh, Alex definitely sent George, like, the draft, and he was like, oh, like, should I do it? Should I do it? like, yeah, "Yeah, do it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's why George responded, like, five minutes after he posted it. (laughs) He was waiting. He was literally sitting on bated breath waiting. Um, All right. So next up, we have the baby of the grid. Number four, Lando Norris. Okay. I thought you were going to say McSchumacher. Oh, I mean, okay, listen. For some reason, to me, Lando's always like the youngest. I don't know why. I don't think he is. But regardless. He's just so boyish. That's definitely it. It's like his personality. Mm -hmm. It's how he looks. I don't know. Okay, so I think that Lando Norris is Betty. See, I feel like Betty is like a kind of difficult one to pin down to a person, though, right? Because it's so specific to like the story that like she made up. So you're gonna have to explain it. The perspective from which Betty is written is like a high school boy who like fucked up and is like apologizing and um just i think it's the quote i thought you switched your homeroom like you switched your homeroom i thought it was because of me it just seems like it's very like just a dude or yeah i mean she has yeah just like a boy like she she i think taylor did like say that it was from a point of view of like a high school boy so i i have a foot to stand on this one but oh um, absolutely i mean that's like recurring through the whole song Especially, yeah. like, that one lyric, it's like, oh, like, I heard it. Like, I know you, like, heard from Inez, and yeah. you can never, like, trust what she says. It's so high school. It is so high school, yeah. So, I don't I don't know. I just felt like that was the best fit. But at the same time, another part of me wants to pick a song that's a little bit more, like, sassy or, like, backhanded, because Norris can be a little bit backhanded and a little bit, like, pompous. Yeah, something a little sarcastic, a little cocky. Well, what do you guys think? What's a, what's a song that we can pick <laughs> Let's for Let's ask the audience. Yeah, we'll ask the audience. Um, <laughs> because this one honestly stumped me. It might be because I'm, like, not a big fan. But, you know, it's funny you mentioned Mick, because now we have Mick. Okay, perfect. All right, so do you want to talk about Mick, or do you want me to cover this one? Because I think I picked this one. I think you have to do it. (laughs) Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, why did we pick this one? Okay, so for Mick, we picked uh, King of My Heart. And the lyric that stood out to me the most was, because all the boys in their expensive cars with the Range Rovers and Jaguars never took me quite where you do. And I think the best way to describe it is Mick getting in the points, doing, like, low-key the minimum just did it for me so that Um, was my reasoning mm, i don't know i don't okay (laughs) i hesitate to be like uh completely rejecting but 
You know, King of My Heart is one of my favorite songs. It's from my favorite album. And so I hesitate. I like, I don't quite see it. She goes, this is it. Charles. She's like, this is Charles. <laughs> I mean, literally, if I could assign like every uh, favorite song I have to Charles, like I would. Um, but I don't know. Next up, we have Fernando Alonso, number 14. So I actually feel really good about the song that we have for Alonso. Um mainly because I came up with it, I think. I don't even really remember, but the song that we have is Don't Blame Me, which is honestly like one of the top songs on Reputation, uh, and that's saying something. To kind of say it out loud is kind of corny, but I feel like it kind of encapsulates his relationship with driving. Like, nobody can tell that man nothing. Like, he's literally like ride or die. Like (laughs) He left and he came back. Like, I feel like that says it all. Um, and he's just like such like a legend and yeah it's just like you know what like no one can tell him nothing so this one i 100 percent agree the lyrics don't blame me love and be crazy if it doesn't you ain't doing it right hello that's literally him talking about driving and no one's doing it like fernando alonso he'll be using for the rest of his life i think it was like a week ago or no, two weeks ago or something like that when he was talking about like oh yeah these older drivers they should leave the track and make room for younger ones but not me though y'all be safe like hello <laughs> <laughs> call an ambulance but not for me literally oh so amazing i just i yeah no i think it's a perfect fit next up we have okay this is arguably the hardest one for me so i'm gonna let you talk about it it is sir lewis hamilton okay this one is like absolutely no question the fact that you say that it's difficult for you is actually gutting to me because i feel like this song was like actually written about lewis hamilton and this song is mirrorball this song basically kind of talks about um i guess taylor's relationship with the media and kind of about life as a celebrity and somewhat as like a performer and an entertainer and you know always like trying to please fans like when it's good it's good when it's bad it's bad to be honest like thinking about this song uh in like the context of lewis last year with abu zavi like um 2021 honestly makes you like appreciate the song so much more and i just feel like it fits so well so here's an excerpt of the lyrics the masquerade revelers drunk as they watch my shattered edges glisten like are you kidding me that is literally like the story of abu dhabi <laughs> that is like abu dhabi in verse and they said like hush i know they said the end is near but i'm still on my tallest tiptoes so good because you know people at the beginning of the season they were like oh like you know is this gonna retire like i don't know was that like the beginning of the end no it's fucking not <laughs> sir lewis hamilton is here to stay and you know what he's gonna get the that one this year i feel it all right oh are you ready it's hot boy summer it's pierre gasly i feel like pierre was like one of the first ones which i really wanted to talk yeah, about um for <laughs> for this status of pairing because i mean i i just have to say it like we both really want pierre to be in his reputation era yeah Definitely. We want him to give a big ol' fuck you to Red Bull and move to, like, like a great team. <laughs> yeah. No, you're 100% and, right. And just, you know, and just show them what he's got. Um, so we want Pierre to be, look what you made me do. 
I, so badly. I would love that so much for him, but it, honestly, it's just not him yet. No, it's not. But you yeah. know what is him? What? End game. <laughs> I want to be your end game. I want to be your first string. Get me out of this okay. alpha yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be your first string is so yes. lit. <laughs> It, it gives me pick me energy <laughs> because he truly is second string right now like oh my god there's just no if ands or buts about it he is second string and he wants oh, yeah. to be first string absolutely so although we want him to be a look what you made me do like that's gonna be him whenever he leaves red bull a hundred percent up next, we have the king of Instagram, the greatest boyfriend on the track, Mr. Valtteri Bottas. Um, okay, so for Valtteri, I think the song that fits him the best is I Forgot That You Existed, or I Forgot You Existed, which is off of Lover. Um, and I feel like that kind of encapsulates his relationship now that he's left Mercedes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he really gives a fuck, like, how Mercedes are doing. And it's nope. truly just, like, I forgot you existed kind of thing. And he's just out here, you know, doing the damn thing in his Alfa Romeo. And life's good. He's thriving. Next up, we have number 63, our London boy, George Russell, which kind of gave it away. Legend, King, George Russell, Georgie Boy. It has to be London Boy. If there is one Taylor Swift song that you listen to uh, from this from this podcast, I think it actually has to be London Boy, just because it's so cute and so funny and just so fitting of George Russell. It's very cheeky. Like it just, it's fun. It's 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 George. And you know, I do love a London Boy. So next up, we have. Danny Ricardo, number three. Okay, Greta, our resident uh, Ricardo. <laughs> do you want to take this one away? <laughs> yes, yes, please. I really want to do this one because I feel very strongly about Danny Ricardo being Mr. Perfectly Fine. You cannot tell me he is not Mr. Perfectly Fine. He's Joe Jonas with the 30-second voicemail that he used to break up with Taylor. Oh, absolutely. Mr. Perfect Face, Mr. Hugh to Stay, Mr. Look Me in the Eyes and Tell Me You Will Never Go Away. And then he left Cyril in the dust. All right. And then to make matters worse, Cyril was so down bad that he got a tattoo. <laughs> no. Like, let's talk about it. Why does Cyril have a tattoo of Danny Rick? And why does um, Zach Brown also have a tattoo of Danny Rick? And like, Rick? Zach Brown's is real, that's a really ugly tattoo. Cyril's is at least kind of cool. He was 100% gun ho for Reynolds, and then he was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Bye. And the entire time smiling from ear to ear. As he does. I'm here for it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, but. Now is Mr. Perfectly Fine married to one of the most gorgeous women alive? Yeah. Miss Sansa yeah. Stark, uh, Miss Sophie so, Turner. I guess he'll win in the end. Okay, next up, we only have two left. And oddly enough, it's the number one and the last driver on the grid. Um, so we have Nicholas Latifi, number six. Okay, so... I think we both really struggled um, while we were brainstorming to try to find one for Nikki. Yeah, my, my idea was soon you'll get better. <laughs> and the lyrics I put down as like the analysis or like the evidence, it was like, you'll get better soon because you have to. And you know what? 
he has to get better soon because otherwise he's gonna lose his seat um that's honestly it <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, you're 100% right. This, the situation reminds me of the same with Pierre and Yuki, where um, Williams has announced Alex, but has not announced Latifi. And I just don't see it going anywhere good. It's just like, hey, <laughs> what about me? Where's my hug? He has no option but to, but to, to get better. Oh my gosh. Okay, and that leaves us to our last driver, the number one driver on the grid right now. Max Verstappen. All right. And the song we picked for him, which I think is absolutely perfect. I think his song is Gold Rush. I think it's good. I think there's one better, but I'm gonna let you finish. (laughs) Okay, so my reason for picking Gold Rush is that Max does not, we've talked about this before, Max does not get hung up in the glitz and the glamour that is Formula One. Although he lives in Monaco, let's let's get that straight and out of the way. He does not get hung up in all of the interviews and the media, and he half the time he doesn't even look like he wants to be there. He is not up for all of this, the gold rush of it all, you know? Because that's what gold rush is about. It's a song about not being interested in someone who is like too perfect and like everybody wants you. Um, so that that's my that's my song for Max, Gold Rush. Michelle, on the other hand, has a spicier take. It's not even spicy, but like, let's talk about it. Max's song is a hundred percent, a thousand percent delicate. And I feel like this is saying a lot because Delicate is like one of my favorite like Taylor Swift songs. I feel it's, like Delicate is a song that like really got me into Taylor Swift. I feel like I, I mean, like every other girl my age, like listen to Taylor Swift like while I was growing up but I feel like Delicate is the song that really like pushed me to like become like a really big fan um I just feel like Delicate sums up like his and Kelly's relationship so well because as I think most people know um Kelly uh who is Max's girlfriend of a while now i don't know like one or two years mm-hmm. um she has a baby with daniel kavia who was uh max's old teammate on red bull and i would say that kelly is probably like the least favorite and least popular out of all the wags i feel like a lot of people don't really like her um for you know a multitude of reasons but i think it's just the fact that like he does not give a shit and like that's his relationship like nobody can tell him any different and it's just like the lyrics it's like the lyrics go my reputation's never been worse so you must like me for me and then and then and then there's literally a line it says dark jeans and your nikes look at you oh damn never seen that color blue (laughs) like what Taylor Swift literally wrote this song about Max Verstappen because he only wears dark jeans and like sneakers and he has blue eyes. So there's there's nothing else I can say. So is this a Kelly song or a Max song? It's a Kelly to Max. It's it's from Kelly's POV. Yeah. But it's about yeah. Max. Okay. I see what you mean. 
I see what you mean. It's literally perfect. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Gold Rush is good. Like, I see where you're coming from, but Delicate is literally perfect. Delicate is the singular reason I was like, hey, like, let's talk about it. Because <laughs> this Max, <laughs> like, sorry, because this song is literally perfect for Max. I can't. I do. I must agree. I really think that it's a very close one. Wait, it literally fits so perfectly. Like, it is, I can't. it is very, very good. And then, yeah, he does have, like, insanely blue eyes. All right. Well, that went by a lot quicker than I thought it would. Um, So that's pretty much all we have for you guys today. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed. I don't know what the target audience for this podcast is. Like, hey, if you love both, like, Formula One and Taylor Swift, you're going to really like this. If you don't, then sorry. As soon as this episode goes live, um, there is going to be a thread posted on our Twitter. And we're also going to have a playlist posted on our t- on our Twitter account that you can go ahead and listen to the Great Ass Taylor Swift songs. Um, for any of the drivers for which we didn't have one at a song related to at the moment we are going to brainstorm a little bit and then um on that twitter thread we'll add what song we feel fits best for them you will hear from us again next week with our literal dissertation on being a fangirl fandoms and how it all relates to f1 oh before we go um please if you would be so kind to like and subscribe to our podcast review us on spotify Also, we have been getting messages on Twitter of um, just people telling us what they like about the podcast um, and that they're listening to the podcast. And let me tell you, it brings nothing but like a giant smile to my face. It is so nice to hear what you guys have to say. So please keep those coming. We do very much like talking with you all and being part of the giant Twitter F1 community. Um, So Michelle, where can they find us on the internet? So uh, you can find us probably most actively on Twitter, but we also have Instagram on tic- and TikTok um, at Race Week Recap. All right. So I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and your week. Have a great summer break. See you next week. Bye. Bye.